Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. By the time he was eight years old, Tim knew the entire Mass by heart, both in English and in Latin. Every Sunday, this small boy sat alone in his pew, listening attentively to the service. He wasn't so sure about the Catholic doctrine, but he went faithfully to support his dad. It made Tim so proud to watch his father up in the front, helping the priest conduct the mass each week. As he got older, the magic of this ritual would fade, and Tim and his dad started spending more time arguing about dogma than attending church together. Tim's religious life was mostly dormant until his 20s, when he married a Jewish woman. Knowing that he had no interest in raising Catholic children, he began to explore his wife's Reconstructionist tradition. Tim plunged into progressive Judaism with his keen mind and his seeker's spirit. This half-Irish, half-Italian guy from small-town Connecticut became a pillar of the temple. Tim learned to read biblical Hebrew. He baked latkes in the kitchen for every major holiday. He wrote for the newsletter, he taught Hebrew classes, and he served on the board. Tim loved that this rich faith tradition gave him a sense of being stretched, both spiritually and emotionally. As their kids became teenagers, Tim and his wife found themselves growing apart. At the same time, Tim was starting to explore issues around his own gender identity. There was a disconnect between the way the world related to him as male and the person he felt like he really was on the inside. He knew that his life was calling him to a different path, but he just couldn't quite see where it was going or how to get there. In the fall of 2010, a woman walked through the great doors of Arlington Street Church for the first time. Her name was Tina Rose, and this visit to church marked her very first tenuous and terrifying introduction to the world. That morning, the Arlington Street community met Tina's vulnerability with a loving embrace of welcome. She became a regular visitor 
and an eager volunteer in the kitchen and on a few different committees. When Tina generously shared her story with me and gave me permission to share it with all of you, she said, the more I got into Arlington Street, the more I started getting out of it, which is really true of anything of real value. In December of 2013, Tina decided to join the church as she stepped up to sign the membership book. She was struck by the gravity of that moment. She was about to add her name to the list of 300 years of Arlington Street members. She had never signed anything as Tina rose before. She hadn't even thought to practice a signature. But it didn't matter that she had to print her new name in the book because it was her true name there in black and white recorded for perpetuity. Tina Rose was officially a member of the church that had loved her into being. And Tina has no intention of resting on her miniskirt-clad laurels. She is not finished. Tina is still becoming. Still looking for ways to challenge her comfort zone, be of service, make new friends, stretch her spirit. That is really the essence of what it means to be a Unitarian Universalist, isn't it? This faith tradition is like a pilgrimage without destination. There is no guidebook on the beliefs and practices that will ensure the success of your journey. We are each building the road as we travel it. Consider the difference between a tourist and a pilgrim. It's all in the attitude. Keeping an open heart and an open mind. The pilgrim is curious about something larger than herself and determined to make life meaningful. The spiritual seeker refuses to collapse into the known world, but asks, what else is possible? It takes courage to resist defaulting to the religion of our childhood or declaring that religion is just not for us. As pilgrims, we are actively choosing, engaged, sounding the depths, committed to growth. Barb Seidel who has also generously given me permission to share her story today, is someone who truly embodies the spirit of a pilgrim. By the time she was 30, Barb had trekked around the world, logging a year in Palestine and another in India. She was based in Boston as a documentary filmmaker for PBS, but was on the road as much as she was here. Keeping up with the travel, and living up to her own very high expectations, 
was wearing on Barb. She felt completely disconnected. At the insistent urging of her mother, Barb grudgingly visited Arlington Street one Sunday. She headed straight for the far corner, locked the door of her pew, and crossed her arms. <laughs> she was prepared to be offended and to be made to feel wrong about the state of her life. And then Reverend Kim started to talk. <laughs> Barb says it was like there was a cone between Kim and me, and everything else just fell away. I hadn't cried in months, but I cried through that entire service. For the next few months, Barb came back every Sunday she could. Her routine remained the same, sit in the back, no eye contact with anyone, cry through the service, dart out at the end. <clears throat> Eventually, she looked up and said, oh, huh, there's a choir. <laughs> she began to strategize about auditioning for the choir. She didn't really have time to take voice lessons, but maybe she could find a coach on Craigslist to help her get good enough for this church. She chewed on this for a month or so and finally got up her courage to ask about scheduling an audition. Bill Casey, who was the music director then, just laughed and said, oh, sweetheart, just come on Thursday at 7. We'll be upstairs. Barb joined the choir that very week, and that changed everything. When she was singing, Barb could let go of being so responsible for projects at work and the problems of the world. She gave up trying to be enough and focused on contributing her small piece, her voice, to something bigger, something that touched people's lives in profound ways. The choir became Barb's ministry and the physical embodiment of her theology, which she describes like this. When I am fully who I am, so you can be fully who you are, that is the way that the world changes and grows. We heal the world by being exactly who we are. This morning, we are marking Palm Sunday and welcoming the first day of spring. As we heard from Lara Avon, for our Christian friends, Palm Sunday is an important part of the Lenten season of reflection. The spiritual work of prayer, contemplation, and atonement are done in preparation for the celebration of Easter. While many of us do not subscribe to the belief of a literal risen Jesus, we can still receive profound value in messages of redemption and transformation. How are we preparing for the return of spring? 
What do we want to cultivate in our spiritual lives this season? What are we growing together at this church? Reverend Kenneth Collier has some pretty phenomenal things to say in his essay, Reflections on Unitarian Universalist Identity, including this gem. Religion is not, for us, an event. It is a process, ever-renewing, ever-returning, ever-deepening. But the process that takes me deeper need not be the process that takes anyone else deeper. The issue is not that we all practice alike, but rather that we find a practice that works for us and follow that practice wherever it may lead. For most of us, the life transformation of religion does not come as a flash of lightning. It is rather more like the unfolding of a flower or the rising of a tide. As I look over my own congregation and even my own life, I realize that many of us have indeed had our lives transformed by the discovery of Unitarian Universalism and most are not finished. For as the old Jewish proverb has it, those who think they are finished generally are. In the spirit of Lenten reflection, I invite each of us to consider, what's next in terms of growing my faith, expanding my pilgrimage, Are there opportunities at Arlington Street calling me to stretch my comfort zone and go deeper into the journey? For Tina, being extraordinarily engaged in the life of her church is a way of honoring her beloved father, who died when she was only 20 years old. In addition to all that she does in leadership around here, I want to commend you to Tina's spiritual practice of pew selection. Tina rarely sits with friends on Sundays, but instead makes a point of seeking out visitors, people who look like they could use a seatmate, or just somebody she doesn't know yet. You see, Tina comes by her warmth and magnetism genetically, and she finds a deep sense of purpose and carrying forward her dad's gifts by embodying the spirit of welcome. For Barb, growing her faith meant leaving the choir she had cherished for 13 years to focus on the important work of dismantling systemic and institutional racism. As part of our transformation team, Barb is committed to holding this church accountable to our vision of beloved community. That means helping us address the ways that we are unintentionally excluding people of color and learning to create a church that is truly welcoming to everybody. Barb's commitment to our values transcends the sanctuary and is changing this city and healing our world in powerful ways. Be sure to ask Barb 
about being a founding member of the Lucy Stone Co-op, or what it means to her to wear her chalice pendant at work. In closing today, I wish you, my fellow pilgrims, traveling mercies on your spiritual journey. Let us support one another as we build the road before us. May we venture out with open hearts, big courage, a sense of becoming, and the willingness to keep growing into our truest selves. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.